Hello and thanks for watching or listening to VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast. We're on episode 132. That's, uh, I think John worked this out the other way. If you listen to every episode, that's about 66 hours, is it? More than that. We usually overrun the half an hour the way we all rattle on it. But anyway, thanks very much if you're watching on YouTube, listening on, on Spotify or iTunes as you're trying to get to sleep, go to work, whatever. If it's, even if it's getting to you to sleep, it's doing its job, this podcast. You know me, Steve Lillis. You know John, John Evans, our special guest this week. A new face to the podcast. You've heard him occasionally on VIP TV commentating. I was lucky enough to do a shift with him at Wigan about a year, or earlier this year or late last year. Um, he's also a trainer of um, boxers, works with Shinny and his gym. His main boxer is Reese Woods. Um, it's Ryan Bradley. How are you, Ryan? I'm good, Steve. Thanks for having me on tonight. I'm John. Cheers for having me on. Yeah, it's good to get you on. I've been trying to get you on for a while. Well, finally, we've got you on. Uh, how's life with Reese Woods since he's upset over Jake Goodwin? Because let's, let's be honest, and I'm going to put my hand up here. I think John might put his hand up here. We've got to be honest, didn't we, on this podcast? I didn't expect him to beat Jake Goodwin. You did, I know. Oh, 100% I did. I had this same conversation with Lee Hogan the other night. He was Switzerland in the boxing world and he sits on the uh, fence that much. He had splinters in his backside. But he, um, I've had that conversation. He said he was, a, um, he was an underdog. Well, it's an underdog to somebody else, but I'd, anal- I'd, got, you know, I'd analyse Jake. Me and Stilly had sat down and analysed and analysed and analysed like we do. And we saw the key that we thought opened the door and that was the shot that started the... Uh, Start at the end of the fight, really. So, Reese is flying, looking forward to getting this final window. It's supposed to be at York Hall. It all goes to plan for this box off. Should be a December the 9th at York Hall. So, all excited for that. Working away in the gym, uh, just plugging away. And uh, we've seen his opponent. His opponent fought, Reese was top of the bill. So, his opponent fought just before that. So, we've had a look. Me and Shinny have already sat down, watched him, and kind of, uh, we've got a plan. Who is the opponent? Who is the opponent? Um, I sound really ignorant. I can't remember his name, uh, but <laughs> but um, yeah, we've seen him. He fought in the semi, the other semi final anyway beforehand. And I sound really bad. That I can't remember his name, but um, he's dangerous. He's dangerous in the same way for me that Sturge was dangerous in the, in the way you know he's coming for a fight and he's. And he throws shots from a uh, bit unorthodox. So he's, uh... oh, anyway, like I said, I've got a plan. I've got a plan. It must be it must be good in that, that gym, right? You know, Shinny, he's one of those unsung heroes of British boxing, I think. I remember being at the gym, must be, God, it must be seven or eight years ago now when John Murray came down with his belts for the grand opening. And yeah, yeah. That gym just seems to get bigger and bigger. He seems to be adding size to it all the time. And it's, it's become like a little hub there in Stockport, hasn't it? Oh, it's gone from it's gone from strength to strength. I mean, he started downstairs in a small little room downstairs. We yeah. now I'm sat downstairs at the moment in the in the massage room. So it's the only quiet place in the gym tonight. But um, other than that, we've we've taken the whole of the upstairs. And yeah, he is one of the unsung heroes. He came for a fight. You know, he came from Mongolia with sweat like in his pocket, and he's. Um, He's put his heart and soul into this, and me and him we joke that we uh, spend more time here than we do uh, at home. So we kind of live in each other's pockets, and have done now for the last six years. And it's um, 
it's a pleasure to be working with you. I'm working with the day today, but having him in the corner with me as he's come on board in the corner after the last um, three fights and three. Um, it's brilliant to have him there. His knowledge and experience and his enthusiasm is great to have there. And we work very well together. So, yeah, the team's going from strength to strength. I like to in Stockport, you know, it's a big place. It's we're only it's only a town, but it's a thousand of a city. And apart from us, there's us and Matthew uh Hatton, I know. So it's for this such a large space, that's the only uh the only two pro gyms in Stockport. Yeah. Right. He's still a right hard bastard as well, Shinny, as well, isn't he? Looks it, doesn't it? The other week we um Reese was um well Matthew had put on Instagram about uh sparring to Southport and it's for Campbell. So I messaged him and I said, Do you want I said, I should have bought a Reese? So he came down and Shinny had been teaching the amateurs like he does at six o'clock on a Friday and all pumped up. He was like, I'll do the first four, I'll do the first three rounds of Campbell. <laughs> The Southport as well, so he jumped in and he did the first three rounds. Matthew came over to me and he went, How old is he, right? I went, He's uh, he's just turned 46. Jeez, like, I don't want to get, I want what I'm getting at this point. So, yeah, he's still uh, I hope he messed him up and racked him up and rubbed his head in him and used all them dirty oh, tricks. He, just, he, did, he was pulling it all out the bag. So, uh, so it was good, it's good to see he's full of life. Brilliant. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll kick on now and send our best to Shinny. I see him, and we, it's always great to see him at the shows. And as you say, he's a very, very warm fella, isn't he? Very easy, easy to like personality. Yeah, yeah, it's hard not to like us, Yeah. Well, John, I'm going to start this week. Have you got your clock, John, and your bell <laughs> and all this? He rings the bell after three minutes, Ryan, and we have just have to zip it. It yeah, might got, talk got, a little bit over. We've got to tighten up on this, haven't we? we I think with Ryan Walsh, he... he it went a little bit over, so we got to get yeah. tight back. Yeah, we did right. see that. It was it's hard yeah. to cut him off though when he's that passionate. Yeah, yeah. All right, round one. Are you ready, John? Yeah, go. Yeah, it's not entertainment. Now, I don't want to be. I've got no problem with these YouTubers boxing. I've got no tr- problem with people in, but with the boxing working with them. You know, some I've got a mate who's a trainer who trains a couple of them on the quiet, and you know, it, it's an income for him. What I've got a problem with was the build-up to that influence show, influencer show at the weekend. Um, you know, they make their name by doing outrageous things, but KSI spitting, John Fury throwing a plastic bottle, security guards getting attacked. That, I just, there's no place. And you know what? I like the Sowlands, but they should know better. I mean, I know it's got to sell itself, this thing. And as I say, again, I don't want to, this isn't someone in boxing, some old dinosaur hammering the fight but that what some of the, a lot of that we saw in the build up and in the ring with the one they had the Paul brother who boxed on it fight it's just no place for it teenagers think this is boxing believe it or not it was starting to go and that's my worry you know they think that build up is boxing if you were throwing bottles or spitting you'd be up before the board or be all, you'd be in trouble now you know my nephew he was he, he rang me up low sorry he never messaged me last week saying he could get a ticket but it was in the gods was he was he you know was it worth him going or watching it on tv i said watch it on tv because you're in the arena if you're at the back but they, they, these sort of guys are going to that and and they're they're they're, they're believing boxing is all this frying bottles and spitting the build-up to that last week was absolutely atrocious you know i know it's got to sell itself but that wasn't sports entertainment as they might call it it was horrid yeah yeah, I, I, my, my worry is that my worry is that 
a lot of young boxers now, rather than taking 50-50 fights to make the money and make the name, will start going down that route. Because you, you saw how big it was. There was 20,000 people there watching four-rounders. What What's yeah. easier for a 21-year-old lad who, who's going to have to fight his ass off to win a British title? He can either go get involved in 50-50 fights and fight his way up, or make a show of himself, pick up a scene and make his name that way. Look at Prince Patel. People like that. But my worry is people start going down that route rather than trying to fight the way to success. But it's not it's not boxing, is it? It's let's people that's the frustration for me. It's like it's not boxing, is it? It's not when people the amount of people should he ban people from saying it when they come in the gym, even talking about it, because it's not, you know, we we did we we work within professional boxing and it couldn't be further from that. And that's that that worry that kids coming in, kids looking at it, because it is selling out, they sell out. They, they, those kids were there from first bell to final bell. People, it was a, the arena was packed. How many times have we seen on shows when the local person, whether it be a small horse show, it just clears out. But these guys are there from beginning to end. So it's not going anywhere. And then we're not being archaic, but it's, for me, it's got no room. It's, it's, it's like, it's just got no room. It's not, it's not professional sport. And it's got no, KSI didn't even have a professional license. Right. Um, round two, round two, and Ryan, you're going to start us off, and you want to talk about the multitude of title belts. Yeah, so well, for me, it's the multitude of title belts. It's it's when we go into the WBA International, the WBC Diamond, so on and so forth. For me, there's I know we can't take it back to a time when there was when there was just one belt because it wouldn't work, and there's so much money in the sport now. But to have a WBA Normal champion, WBA super champion. If you're, and the, it's not as if you even use it, you don't get excited to think, right, well, I'm going to watch a WBA international fight today. If the fight, it's a decent fight, you're going to watch it whether it's the title fight or not. So for me, it's the absolute frustration that there's, it's just losing its credibility. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm fine, even with, and even with me for the, if it was a WBA super, they're going to get all just, Eradicate the super, just have WBA, IBF, WBC, uh, IBF, WBA, WBC. What, what have I missed out there? Huh. IBF, WBC, WBA, WBO. And I yeah. actually one of them. And IBO, IBO, you know, and it's, well, look at when George Groves beat Eubank Jr. in the Super, uh, super Series. He didn't want to pay the sanctuary fee because it didn't mean anything to him. And that's that's the value of the belt, you know. It's I know different people put different values on the belts, and I'm not taking away from anybody's achievement, but for me, it's just it's just I like the WBC bring out a new belt every time somebody has a bloody fight these days. Tyson Fury fights and Garnier, let's have this pretty belt. It's just they've just got no credibility when it gets to that level, in my opinion. Have you noticed uh, the latest one that's crept into the picture, a, a, a much lower level? The Commonwealth Silver Title. Yeah, as instead of um, as in Stegs, I've been trying. I've, I've, as a matchmaker, I've, I've worked with a couple of these fights, and they, they, in, I'm not in defence of them. It's pretty much to rule out Commonwealth Eliminators that one. But you well, know, as long as it with, works like that, and as long as it doesn't like, down like the, the, the WBA the, regular. Yeah, the EU, of course. Yeah, and the EU title these is now the EU silver that's coming in. But whenever this comes up. I go back to, you know, 30, 20-odd years ago 
when interim titles started. You know, when you knew the company's subject, Brian, interim titles were purely when a champion was injured. If you was injured and couldn't defend, the, the two guys would be, it would almost be like a final eliminator. And that champion wouldn't be able to defend his title until he fought these guys. You know, the interim, and it's like the international titles with the WBC, I think that was the first one. It was going to be for right fighters ranked 11 to 30 in the world. It was almost a world title eliminator, but I just think it's pure sanction fees, like the Commonwealth Silver, for example, you have to pay for that. Whereas Commonwealth Eliminators, you'd only pay for your officials. Yeah. But there's no continuity with it, you know, like they're talking about interims and like, you know, it comes to, we all know it comes to money, you know, look at, you know, look at the, I'm not a massive heavyweight boxing fan, but you look at the heavyweight team and it's, it's clearly money, you know, this how many, you know, interim champions and, you know, yeah. it's, it becomes ludicrous, basically, for me. Well, time. Right, Frown. Round three, John. Who has Linares got anything left? Is your first topic? Yeah, one of my favourite fighters, uh, Jorge Linares. When he was a, a super featherweight and lightweight, I just sensational to watch. He was vulnerable, but he could bang. And I've probably watched more hours of Linares sparring videos than they have some fighters' professional fights. His sparring videos are just something else. He's, he's incredible. Um, fighting Jack Catterall up at light welterweight. This weekend, I just wonder how much Cap uh, Linares has got left. It's five and a bit years since he fought Lomachenko at Madison Square Garden in that brilliant that fight. Put, yeah. yeah, put Lomachenko over and he's lost one, two, three, lost four since at a much lower level. Um, I, you know, we love Jack on this channel, don't we? Think I think he's probably the worst promoted fighter I've seen in British boxing. Um, and I just wonder how much credit he's going to get for this. It's going up, up against Buwazi and Aziz. I'm just worried the whole thing will get overshadowed. Jack will be on the shelf for another six months, and he won't get much credit for beating this version of Jorge Linares. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, John. I mean, I'll be I, I very brief. I want to hear from Ryan. He's the guest. Um, to me, it's just a marking time fight in all but name. He's been a pro 20 years. Was it six years ago, Luke Campbell? I think he beat Gester after that, and then. It's just the, the the loss of form since then. It's a marking time fight. Yeah, it's not the it's definitely not the Linares that for that for Ancrola. You know, he's but and like like John said, he's lost a couple at a lower level now. But but Jack, like I said, he's he's probably one of the most uh, promoted uh, fighters. Any fighter that gets called back fine for with Mayweather and Canelo. You know, you've seen him against Josh Taylor. He, he was. Obviously, Jamie Moore had a plan and he just executed it perfectly. Obviously, the judges didn't understand it, but he's for me. For me, it was who's he going? Who are they going to match him against? Because he seems to be he's he's high risk, low reward. Mm. So for me, for me, it's still the Lanara's name is still there. I think he beats him on he beats him on Saturday, and I think it, it's that next stepping stone to where he wants to go. I think it's a decent enough name wherever Lanara's is at this point. Still, always Lanara's in it, so. It's, it'll be interesting to see how the fight goes and how we um, obviously I'm back in a capital win but it's interesting to see how he goes about it my, my, my thing Jack Jack should be high reward he, he came along in a, a, for 10 stone division just after Ricky Hatton left he's from near Manchester so the fans knew the division he had someone local to get behind he looks the part he, 
at the time, he was demolishing people like Tom Stalker, Nathan Broth in explosive Nathan Broth, fashion. He's a, he's a great lad when you actually speak to him. Everyone says he's quiet and boring. Jack's not. Jack's a great lad. And he had the style to do it. And promoter after promoters missed the boat with him. They've not... Uh, don't, I, don't, I just don't get it. They've not got behind him. I think it was a penalty kick, Jack Catterall, to be a superstar of British boxing. And, and time's just passed him by. I, I just hope he's got chance left to do it. Because How Jack's long ago was it? Be, uh, if... uh, I'll leave it there than that. Right, round four, right. Um, anyway, I want to talk about Tim Tzu. Tim Tzu, you know, beat Brian Mendoza the weekend. Great fight. He's looking better. He's got a great CV. When he says he wants to fight the best, here's a fighter who means it. And I think if he's promoted and says, no, you're taking this step, he's just telling him to stuff it. You know, when he, when he, when, you know, when he, when he first turned over, Aaron was cynical. He's just following his dad's footsteps. You know, but like his dad, all comers, he's emerged from the shadow. And he's doing more for boxing right now than most. You know, just because, he, you know, he's in Australia, he's not getting that mainstream credit he deserves. He is the proper people's champion of boxing. Um, I absolutely love him. And I really hope he goes to America, demolishes Jamil Charlo. And you know what? He's one of the few fighters, if they came to Britain, I'd be buying a ticket on pre-sale. That's what Tim Zhu is to me. I love him. He, uh, yeah, he is. Um, I watched that fight, that Mendoza fight. I saw it on Saturday and I watched it again today. So that was Shin and he's just... How many fights did he have? 20 fights now. 27 or 21. Yeah, 25, 17 knockouts. And I think, it's like you said about his dad, his dad, for a lot of people, for the man on the street, will only be remembered for fighting Ricky. But remember against Zab Judder, his dad was an absolute machine and I think it was that killer instinct for me but you know look at Tim he's just taking well no, Mendoza's no book and he um, yeah. he's just put into the sword I watched that fight and he literally with pinpoint accuracy it'd be great to uh be great to have on these shows it'd be I'd be someone I'd pay definitely pay to go and watch. Yeah we we've been talking about Tim for a, a we'll blow our trumpet Steve we were talking about Tim Zoo about two years ago weren't we? Yeah and I love him I absolutely saying, love him and that, that yeah. We started saying we'd love to see him against Liam Smith. And I'd still oh, love to see him against Liam that'd Smith. Be great but yeah, Tim Tim Zoo's real, as real as it gets. You know, I, I I'm a big fan. I, I love everything about him. I like his style in the ring and I like his style outside the ring. Yeah, you know what? You just said it there, John, as real as it gets, that's what he is. Fantastic. Yeah. Like oh, an old school best... fighter who just, just wants to fight. He's just he doesn't yeah. care who fights, he wants to fight. But that's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. What a father and son. What a what a father. Imagine them two starting on you on your night out. Anyway, oh, round man. five now. Ryan, back to you. Lack of 50-50 fight. Something that your charge um, can't be accused of doing, can he? Well, no. He's just like, we like the man We want to say yes all the time. But the fact is, it's, there's so many, you know, look at some of these cards and it's, both a small hall level and up on the on the TV levels, and it's just you can you can pick ones. It's a lot of the time you can just pick the left hand side of the card that you know is going to win, you know. And that's why you know it's great with Reese. You know we've had the last four or five fights that it did come to win, and it's it's what people your ticket uh, paying public. You know we're in a position these days where people are counting every penny. If you're going to go and watch, you don't want to watch the same fight who's 
for you know you see shows where the same guys are showing up week in week out and I appreciate someone like yourself who's a matchmaker team among all your other roles that you play then you know you you can only work with what you can work with but there's so many cards I'm not going to names on the telly where you can just you can see one side of the card and it's like don't want to waste my time watching it and it's I remember I was listening to Alex on one of the previous uh Previous episodes, and it's I talk about investing in the small hall because a lot of small hall classics, and like I said, Steve's done great, Woody's done great having you know, he did the tournament last year with where the four uh super welters, including Reese, fought against each other. Uh, and I know he wants to do that again with other weights. And it's like this box off tournament that Reese has just been in, fought Jay Goodwin. I know Jay's coming off the back of a loss, but they're two VIP fighters, and Steve was happy. To come in against each other, that's what people want to be seeing. People want if you're going to pay, invest your hard earned money, you know, if you know the sport and you know how it works, you'd want to see a 50 50 fight. Who doesn't? Yeah, I, you know what? I don't know where I can't disagree. I'm not going to name names or anything, but I've had a fight who's going on the road today and one person swerved from fighting him. Um, and the other one's going to tomorrow. I'm, I'll be, I'm, I won't be surprised. I'm not going to say who, but there you go. That's their choice. But you know what? I'm obviously not pointing at you here, Brian, because I've seen the fights you take. So this isn't aimed at you. I think a lot of trainers are very protective. Even though you've only got one fighter, you're willing to let him go in. A lot of these guys have one fighter. They want to get him to 10 and 0. And if that's winning 30, 40, 36, 10 times on the spin in carbon copy fights, so be it for them. That's just my opinion. Where do you see it, John? Oh, yeah, the same, the same. I've said, said on here before, on TV shows, there shouldn't be any such thing as a marking time fight. It's at the point now where we have to get people at the big shows, we have to get people watching on TV, the attendances are through the floor, and I think it's down to the lack of 50-50 fights. I was at um, the Jordan Thompson's world title fight down at Wembley the other week, I bet there was 1,800 people there. People just have lost interest in these one-sided fights, and the only way to... The only way to win the crowds back, I think, is by putting 50-50 fights on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Round, final round. Clone by this tonight. John, final round. Joshua Buaxi and Dan Aziz. Yeah. Colours to the last time. I believe in Buaxi. I still believe in Buaxi. I know Dan Aziz has done incredibly well. You know, everyone loves Dan Aziz, don't we? We've talked about people doing it the old school way tonight and 50-50 fights. Well, Dan Aziz is, is that, isn't he? He's got area, English, British, Commonwealth and European titles. Still unbeaten as well. Phenomenal run Dan Aziz has had. I just believe Buatsi's got that quality. You know, we've wanted to see him pushed. We've wanted to see someone really put it on him and make him work. I think we're going to see um, the coming out party finally for Josh Buatsi this weekend. I think he's going to really look the business against Dan Aziz get this world title shot. I, I just think he's too talented not to live up to it at some point. How many times have we said this before about him, John? We said it before on this podcast before the last fight against Pavel Stephen. We both said, if he doesn't deliver this Saturday against Pavel yeah. Stephen, Draw me back in. Might, might all go out. We're just saying it back in. It's like, you know, Draw me back it's, like, in. it's like 40-36 is a new John and a... You act like I go to a show where it's all full, Ryan's favourite fight, 40 36 through the card. We said it last time. How disappointed must Sky have been all that money they've spent to 
sign him and that performance against Stephen. You know what? I can't say again he has to deliver. Aziz, I absolutely love him. You know, he's 20 and zero. Everyone, I don't know Dan, but a good friend of mine, Eddie Muspack, knows him well from when he's Peacock days. And uh, no one has a bad word to say about him. His popularity soared in the last yeah. 12 months because he's oh, been... Oh, popular than now. Yeah, he is, yeah. The Shaq and Pitters, rookie fielding. You know what? He won the European title away from home in France. And then, you know what? Just to keep busy, he even went to Italy. And went had to Italy, Yeah, I love Dan Aziz. And How I can you Dan How Aziz can you... I hope Dan backes him on Saturday night. <laughs> How can you not? Dan Aziz is a throwback fighter. Yeah. Like, like John said, he's done it the area way. And then English, you know, com- you know, Commonwealth, British Commonwealth, won the European title and then went over to Italy just in somebody else's backyard just to keep himself fit. For me, I always, I've always been a Buatsi fan. And I just thought he's, we've been waiting so long for, we're waiting so long for this performance, you know. Because he's got the he's got the talent there, but we're just waiting for that breakthrough performance from him. But I was watching um, a bit on Sky, but Dan Aziz was talking that it's going to be like the Bell Holyfield one. That's what you can see, and I was like, you know, out of all my favourite fights, like I said, not a massive heavyweight fan, but round ten, Bell Holyfield my one. My favourite round from, of all. That is something I would could watch every single day. You know, so if that. If it, it was, if it's anything, if it's two or three percent like that on Saturday, you know that that's the end of the alone. But it's these these guys putting their unbeaten records on the line. You know, I'm I'm a big Aziz fan, um, but you know I've, I like Bawatsi. But for me, it's not going to last that. It's not going to last that long. You know, I don't see it going past this. If it goes past really? it, I'll be surprised. You know, Bawatsi. They're both nearly seven years into their careers, these two. It's ridiculous. Yeah. This is what we said, no 50-50 fights. These uh, two have both been nearly pro for six or seven years. It's mad. You know what? Fighting a 50-50. Uh, it's it's mad. Really. I, remember, I mean, how long ago was he turning pro, Josh? I remember Joshua Buatsi when I was at Box Nation and he almost signed with Frank Warren. He yeah. was going to sign with Frank, but there was one little thing they heard they couldn't overcome and I, I think that was the reason why he never went with him. And that seems like 2017. And it Steve. seems like years ago I was at Box Nation, but it was when Box Nation was in his pump, when it's pump he was going to go with, he was about to turn over. But you know what? Aziz has made the most of it, hasn't he? He's come along and just got on with it. And I can't not want to root for him this weekend. No, no, I, I understand it. The roles have completely re- reversed, haven't they? The wax, he's treaded water and he's popular. People have got fed up with him doing that. While Aziz has just took challenge after challenge on Sky Sports. And the, the like popularity's completely flipped. Aziz is the crowd favourite on Saturday night. Um, but I just there's something about Buats. He, he's too talented not to deliver. And it's like the Godfather. Just when I thought I was out, he's pulling me back in. I'm back on the Buatsi bandwagon. Oh, we just see how... But he's uh, yeah, for me, that is a um you do so no one not to be missed on Saturday. I think it's going to be it can't not be, it can't be a bad fight. You know, there's certain fights at the moment that can't be a bad fight. I just can't and, see it being a bad fight. I think it's going to be uh, blinking your visit though. Yeah, and I tell you what's good. I think Sky Sports have actually got they're arranging different ring times, aren't they? I think Sky Sports, Dan Aziz, Josh Buacci is in the ring at quarter to ten. Yeah. So you, you should be able to watch both headliners, but fellas. It's flown by this week. Have you got anything else you want to say or, you know, you want to get off your chest? You know, we're not agony uncles or aunties here. But you want to say, Ryan? 
No, I think uh, I think I uh, vented, you know, vented my anger on the two subjects I had. It's just yeah, you had your say. There was no nerves yeah, in you I've, for your uh, debut, yeah, blimey. You, you have plenty to say on your debut. You have some of them don't say a word, but now you've been on once every two or three months. We come back to you now, so you don't get away that easy from us. Oh no, I I welcome you know I, we, we've been on commentary together. You know how much I uh, once you get me started. It's my favourite subjects in the world, and I could talk all day. Fellas, Ryan, thanks for coming on. John, thanks as always for uh, being a co-host. And we're pre- oh, you're throwing your rugby ball there, John. It's England are in the semi-finals of the rugby oh, league. Or- American football. It's a rugby ball. It's a rugby ball. Got laces on. It's American football. Rugby union usually played with laces and rugby league. Proper sport, mate. None, proper sports. None of this wearing crash helmets and what have you that you watch anyway. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, who's winning it this year, the NFL? Is it the Harlem Globetrotters? Year Harlem Globetrotters, yeah. yeah. Carolina Supersonics, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay, right. You're right. So good luck to the Globetrotters in the Super, super <laughs> NFL Bowl, whatever. Fellas, thanks very much again. Thanks, everyone, for watching, listening. It's been great entertainment for me anyway, the last half hour. Thank you all. Thanks Cheers for that, Steve. fellas. Cheers, Thank you very much, Ryan. That was great, that. Pisses Barry Jones right off that, doesn't it? Yeah, that's why I said it. But, hey, mate, yeah. you know Barry has that short temper for three, yeah. four seconds. You you say to him about... He loves basketball. So you say to him how the Globetrotters doing in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> his, his little man's disease breaks out badly, really badly. Hey, what do you make really? of that, Gary Cully and Reese Mould? Tough one yeah, for Reese. I, I, think, I, I just think, what, what could he do? I mean, he's been let down... Twice running now, late on fight. And this one, what pissed them off this one? You know, they said it all comes to light after the weigh-in. They found yeah. that the issue had been going on all week with him, with this yeah. medical problem. Oh, never... yeah, yeah, it had been going on all week. Well, I saw Gary, Gary, Gary Cully was sparring on Friday. I saw him sparring up at, um, up at Elite. Reese was, was down doing some rounds with Jake Metcalf. Um, and he looked good. So Gary Cully, I also, uh, and I never, never fanboy anybody, but I'm stood in the corner while Reese is, um, Reese is firing away with uh, Jay Metcalf, and in the corner I'm looking, I was like, it's Buddy McGirt over there, and it was oh, like, yeah. it was good, it was in my head, and I was just t- trying to play it cool, and obviously trying to work at the same time, and um, so it was like a who's who of boxing there on uh, on Friday, just come over and put his arm on me at the end, and went, how's it going? You're looking good, working well, keep up the good work, and inside I'm like. Every week we talk about this a lot. I mean, I've stopped recording now. It would have been good to use this bit, but we talk on it every time we have Alex on. Everybody heads to that gym for sparring. It's it's like the center yeah, yeah. of the universe and sparring. That gym. Yeah, it's just like he said. He said on the pod the other week that it's that central because it's the central point for everybody. Yeah, John like, talked that up. Yeah, yeah. He he rang me. Um, he ran me the other week. He, just, he ran me last week and said, "Can you, uh, can you come down? For me to come down from Spar Southpaw Sparring." I was like, "Yeah, who's it with?" He went, "Jay Metcalf." I was like, "Well, he's he's better than a world champion for Risa Spar at this point in his career, and what like the the number one ranked super head, well, super welter in the country in in UK." So yeah, brilliant, true. brilliant sparring for him. Yeah, he's good, Jay. Yeah. All right, then, fellas. Yeah, I'll see you like... soon. Go on. Come on, mate. 
sorry. No, just because I remember when we uh, when we sparring, Brad and Brad was like, I couldn't, you know, he's just so elusive. Jay Metcalf's so elusive, can't lay a uh, start to lay a glove on him. Yeah, he looks rude one, doesn't he? But he's pretty clever, Jay. He's no, good. you know what? Now he's over his hand injuries, or whether he's just decided he's got to fight through them, like Kawasaki did with his injuries eventually. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll still see him in some great fights and he makes some money. Yeah, but he's, uh, and he's, his dad was just tough as old boots as well when his dad was. What a fire. Oh, caveman. Caveman. All right, then, Indeed. fellas. Thanks, Ryan. Cheers, John. Really nice one, Ryan. See you later, Steve. Cheers, Cheers, see fellas. you later, fellas. Thanks a lot. Thank you. For all boxing, info, news, and latest interviews, amateur and pro across and off, click and subscribe. VIP boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.